Hello, ako si Judas Cavilan. Kayo ay nakikinig sa bagong Raffler Podcast episode kung saan hihimayin natin ang mga may init at mahalagang isyo sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Raffler's Newsbreak, Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na to, pag-uusapan natin ang investigasyon ng Department of Justice sa mga patayan sa ilalim ng War on Drugs ni Pangulong Rodrigo Duterte. Lagpas isang taon na rin nag-iimbestiga ang panel na ito. Ngunit wala pa rin sila na isasampang kaso laban sa mga pulis na umunay pumatay ng mga suspect. Hindi pa rin tumitigil ang madugong kampanya at patuloy ang pagtaas ng bilang ng mga napatay. Saan patungo ang investigasyon na to ng Drug War Panel? Para talaga ba ito sa mga biktima o para lang may mapapakita na may ginagawa sila tungkol sa isyu ng drug war killings sa bansa? Kasama ko ngayon na Raptor Justice Reporter na si Lian Buwan para talakayin ng isyong ito. Hi Lian, salamat sa pagsama ngayong araw na to. You're welcome, Judes. Always a pleasure to talk about the justice beat. Yeah. And I'm also very excited to ask you questions kasi ang dami-dami na nangyayari. Hindi natin alam kung saan na sumasangay yung gulo na to. So, bigin na tayo kasi ang dami kong tanong at ang dami nating tatalakayin ngayong gabi na to. So, Lian, maaari mo bang ipaalala sa atin or bigyan mo kami ng refresher course na mal short lang kung Ano nga ba yung root nitong interagency panel na pinangungunahan ng DOJ? Kailan ito nagsimula at ano yung nag-prompt sa creation nito? Bagay Judas, siguro baseline data muna para sa mga nanonood at nakikinig. So, um, by estimates of the human rights community, 20,000 overall yung napapatay sa war on drugs. Kasama dyan yung mga pinapatay ng mga vigilante. And... By 2018, by mid-2018, alam na ng gobyerno na sa 20,000 na yon, limang libo doon ay napatay sa police anti-drug operation. Ibig sabihin, ito yung mga nanlaban. Legitimate police operation, pero nanlaban umano yung suspect. And there were 5,000 of those cases killed. In 2019, we came out with a story asking them, how many of these cases have you investigated? At least yung sa 5,000. Kasi kapag vigilante killing, medyo mahirap yung investigahan because we will assume that that's um, riding in tandem. Hindi alam yung suspect. So, you really cannot begin to investigate kung hindi mo alam kung saan ka magsisimula. But the 5,000 deaths at the time na nangyari sa police anti-drug operation, nandiyan yung suspect mo. We call it suspect. Although police would say there's a presumption of regularity, but it would be easy to investigate because you have the police and supposedly you would have pre-op reports, operation reports, and post-op reports. And when we came out with that report in January 2019, nasa 76 pa lang ang naiimbestigahan ng DOJ. So we started asking that question even in 2018 na how many of these deaths are you investigating? And... For such a long time, there was no answer to that. Uh, until June 2020, humarap si Justice Secretary Menardo Guevara, United Nations Human Rights Council, at sinabi niya na bumuo ng isang interagency panel na pangungunahan ng DOJ para magkaroon ng drug war review of the deaths that happened in police anti-drug operation. And while that's a good sign, the timing was also suspect. Kasi by that time, hinihintay na kung anong magiging move ng International Criminal Court. At yung speech ni Justice Secretary Guevara sa UNHRC ay sinasabi niya, oh, iimbestigahan na namin. So hindi na kailangan ng iba pang international investigation like the ICC. But the question from then until now is, why wait? for June 2020 to open that kind of a review when in 2018 pa lang, you knew that as much as 5,000 have already been killed. Kaya pinagbibintangan sila na, hmm, baka ano nyo lang yan. It's a way to mislead the international community to 
it, na you're doing something when in fact this was just a reactive action dahil iniimbestigahan na or magiimbestiga na ang ICC. I'm sorry that's long but that's the baseline information. Yeah, so ang daming criticisms nung ni-launch na tong panel na to, sinasabi nga talaga na they only did this to shield the government from international scrutiny. But of course, diba, if doon pa lang na-criticize silang gano'n na doon, pwede lang i-prove wrong yung mga naysayers nila na they should do their jobs. Pero one year into this drug panel na to, ano yung mga significant na nangyari na it seems to be important or crucial at least on the surface level kasi hindi alam kung ano yung meet and kasi dito hindi alam kung nila man. Pero tingin mo ano yung mga significant na nangyari na in relation to this panel? Uh, the first significant development, alam mo, nung sinimulan nila to ng June 2020, they promised they would come out with a report by November 2020, pero nagka-pandemic, so na-delay. By February 2021, in a surprise announcement again by Secretary Guevara to the UNHRC, he reported that half of the cases they examined, it showed lapse of protocol on the part of policemen. So, by on the face of that, announcement alone, mukhang the DOJ has dented uh, President Duterte's drug war. Pero after follow-ups in the following weeks and months after that announcement in February, we would find out na ang review lang ng DOJ panel, which promised to review 5,000, ang review lang nila 300. So kung half of those cases violated or there were lapses of protocol, that would be around 150. And hindi nga ganun tayo ka-certain how many cases talaga kasi hindi siya um, directly masagot. It's a piecemeal information that we're getting through incremental in- information from the DOJ. So that was the first development. The second development happened weeks ago. Before that, we will remember that there was a change of leadership sa PNP. So the Bolsinas was out and Guillermo Eliazar was in. And after General Eliazar became chief of the PNP, nag-usap sila ni Secretary Guevara. And the product of that meeting was finally, ibibigay ng PNP ang case record nila sa DOJ. One thing about that, you have to question why it would take a leadership change for PNP to open its case records to DOJ. Eh, pareho silang executive agency Forever silang close to CHR, but siguro you would understand because CHR is a constitutional commission. Kung baga independent sila, hindi sila so and so kakampe ng executive. But DOJ and PNP belong to the executive agency, so you would question why it took that long for PNP to open its case folders to DOJ. So the first promise was, everything, all its case records, it would open to the DOJ. And then President Duterte goes on a speech late at night and said, I am concerned for the national security if you open those case folders. And just like that, in one speech, they trimmed it down to 52. So from 6,000 mahigit na namatay, kasi by then, 6,000, around 6,000 to 7,000 na ang namamatay sa legitimate police um, operations. So from 6,000 to 7,000, naging 52 na lang yung ibibigay ng PNP. Uh, so binigay nila case folders ng 52 cases of deaths to the DOJ. And weeks ago, this is the third development. Ang significance pala ng 52 ay uh, the PNP Internal Affairs Service, the PNP IAS, the Internal Investigation Service of the PNP has found administrative liability on the part of those policemen. So actually, dapat 61 siya. Pero yung, yung, ano da, yung walo doon ay may appeal. So 52 na lang. So nung 52, binigay sa DOJ. And so weeks uh, ago, 
na-report ni Secretary Guevara na in those 52 cases, they have found potential, potential criminal liability. But uh, I think you would ask this question also, Judith. But instead of filing the complaints, not even filing the charges in courts, ha, filing the complaints before the prosecution service, hindi pa yun, ipapa-investiga nila ulit, another case build up by the NBI, which is why human rights uh, lawyers, even the CHR, the CHR's word is superfluous, napaka-superfluous naman ng process, protracted to some human rights lawyers, dragging to, to victims. So I will ask you about oh, NBI investigation and your latest moves in a bit, no? pero siguro in general, Lian, can you give us siguro a few rundown kung ano yung mga red flags na nakikita mo sa investigation ng drug war panel na tingin mo goes against the very essence of this drug war panel which is to investigate cases to hold police accountable. Ano yung mga instances na you felt very off sa mga nangyayari within the panel na nalalaman nyo of course kasi I know na medyo very hindi siya transparent sa ginagawa nila. You mentioned it, Judas. Number one red flag is transparency. The first report in February, we didn't even know kung ilan yung kasong inexamine nila sa preliminary report nila. As I said, it was an incremental information. Yung makukuha mo lang unti-unti and you have to get it by extracting it from them. It's not really given to you on a silver platter, which dapat binibigay sa'yo because it's the public's right to know. So, number one is transparency. We haven't seen... The full report, they're saying it's confidential memo to the president. Again, in transparency, we would expect at least CHR to know. Kasi CHR has been on the forefront of the investigation since 2016. And sabi nga sa atin ni Commissioner Karen Gomez Dumpit, if they have the list, if they have full access to those data, at least kahit hindi sila ang mag-establish ng criminal liability, they can do some findings that would seek to prevent killings. Kasi pag tinignan, pag tinignan nila yung data at makikita nila na, uy, itong estasyon na to, lagi nalang nasasangkot. Or, uy, itong pulis na to, lagi nalang nasasangkot. Uy, parang may pattern na ganito yung laging nangyayari. If they can see that, then they could push for policies, ba? Pero the fact that CHR doesn't have access to any of those two reports, the public also doesn't have access to any of those two reports. They don't have access to raw data. And this is the biggest red flag, aside from transparency. It seems to me the DOJ name-dropped the CHR but didn't keep its promise. Kasi nung nag-speech si Secretary Guevara nung June 2020 sa UNCHR, ang promise niya ay the unhampered functioning of the Philippine Commission on Human Rights underpins our strong position that there is no need for the ICC. So, name drop nila na parang, uy, meron naman kaming CHR dito. Kaya na namin to. Wala na dapat international investigation. But CHR has not been engaged in any extent, in any capacity. And that's CHR saying it. I just talked to them last week. Sinabi nila, wala talaga silang engagement dito sa drug war review panel. So, the promise has been broken, or at least it's not been fulfilled one year after the launch, uh, the review was opened. And I remember just last week, we began to update si UN Rights Chief Michelle Bachelet regarding sa technical assistance given to the Philippines in relation to the resolution adopted last year. Talagang explicitly sinabi niya na, una, the government, the DOJ, should publicize yung findings nila. And pangalawa, dapat i-engage na closely coordinate sila sa Commission on Human Rights and other stakeholders, married its PD, human rights groups, the victims groups, para ma-ensure na yung accountability process ay victim-centered. So parang 
hindi natin na sinasabi ng, ng DOJ na ganito na they will include CHR sa UN. Pero it seems na the UN rights shift mismo, nakikita niya yung parang smokescreen na ito na parang, oh, hindi kayo nagsasabi ng totoo, but hanggang ngayon, hindi pa rin kayo ini-engage yung CHR. And we're, I'm curious to know, of course, baka hindi mo rin, hindi kasi sasagot yung question na to, kung ano yung reaction ng DOJ sa statement ni Bachelet sa ganyan na inuudyok sila na mag-open up kayo sa mga stakeholders. Are they saying something about uh, this? The reaction is be patient. The reaction is be patient. Yeah, that's the reaction. Be patient. They're getting to it. Maghintay lang. But we've been waiting. That's the reaction. Yeah. And you talked kanina about the latest development na walang nasasampang complaints at sabi ay mag-iimbestiga pa ang NBI. Anong silbi ng investigation ng NBI na to? Siguro, if you compare other incidents, normal ba ganito na bigay papasa sa NBI? If Kunwari, isang issue na na-involve ngayon yung DOJ, hindi siya parang small investigation lang. Normal ba yung pagpasapasahan nila? Alright. So, siguro, linawin lang natin na, there have been complaints filed, uh, even charges have been filed regarding uh, deaths in the drug war. Pero none that was a result of the drug war review panel. Yung sinasabi yung ano bang kwenta nung NBI? Actually, malaki yung kwenta ng NBI, pero protracted lang in this aspect. So, this is how investigations usually work. Police muna, police or NBI, do the initial investigation. Either police or the NBI file the complaint before the prosecutors and then the prosecutors file the charges in court. Nung ginawa ng DOJ, yung review panel nila, syempre, ang ano nun, ang, ang expectation mo dun. This is a special review panel. Yeah. It's made up of the NBI. The PNP is also a member of the panel. Prosecutors are member of the panel. The Presidential Human Rights Committee are members of the panel. So you would think that this is a special panel. But kung may findings sila, dapat nga sabi ng ibang lawyer, direkta na dapat yan sa yeah. korte yung charges. I'm not even expecting a direct filing of charges in court. I'm just expecting directang complaint sa prosecutor kasi tinignan nyo na yung mga dokumento. The reason why it's being called superfluous or protracted is binalik sa very first level of investigation when, in reality, ideally, dapat the review panel is already the first and even a special first level of investigation. So to bring it back to the NBI, the first level of a usual course of investigation, seems a little bit dragging and to use the word of CHR, superfluous. Yeah, parang you'd think na they have this special panel. Alam mo, ang dami-daming special task force ng DOJ ng government yeah. na to. Na you'd think, yung mga barriers usually sa bureaucracy, sa mga napakatagal na process, kung may special panel ka, dapat wala na yung mga bureaucracy na parang kailangan pang i-request ng ganito, request ng ganyan. Parang rekta dapat sila. Kasi, mismong representative of this government, or of this government agencies, yung nag-uusap-usap sa panel na to, dapat isa yung parang goal nila, isa yung kung saan yung pata pupuntahan nila. Pero parang it seems nga, as you said, protracted, superfluous, parang ang dami pa layers, layers tuloy na bureaucracy na yeah. dapat wala na. Pero Rian, you've been closely following yung quest and justice ng victims. Uh, Nakapag-cover ka na ng mga nagka-file ng cases. On the other hand, sinusundan mo rin tong drug war panel. Enough ba tong ginagawa so far ng DOJ panel? Kasi of course, we know na every or anyone... Uh, policeman held accountable. It's okay siya kasi it means one family getting justice. Pero in the bigger scheme of things, is this enough? Alam mo, Judes, I have yet to meet a family or a lawyer that has been engaged by the DOJ drug war panel. Lahat ng mga na-cover kong na-file na sa prosecutor or na-file na 
sa korte is an independent it's an altogether separate investigation itong drug war panel i have yet to meet a family or a lawyer na sinabing na engage na which is weird because i previously i asked is there a hotline or an email that kasi sabi nila parang alam mo ang mahirap dito sa investigation namin we need the willingness and cooperation of witness what line do i call sabi nila wala kaming hotline kami ang lalapit sa mga pamilya but you know i have yet to i have yet to meet pero syempre not not because i have yet to meet doesn't mean that there's none no pero yun yung isa sa mga parang confusing part of it kasi hindi mo alam kung sino ba tong mga taong to and actually CHR is really interested to know ano sino ba tong mga involved sa mga kasong to and just by the sheer math of it 52 out of 6,000 or 7,000, whichever it is, it's a very little drop in the bucket. So, syempre, one case is already one more, parang one more than nothing, di ba? Pero, could you really call 52 out of 6,000 enough? Is it robust justice? And even then, hindi mo nga alam kung makakaabot siya sa piskal kasi nasa NBA, yeah. eh, nasa NBI pa lang. May point ako dyan na gustong i- I, para explore mamaya sa program na to eh. Pero for my next question niyan, uh, I remember nung mga panahon na hinahanap natin yung drug war report, siguro months, di ba may deadline nga sila ng December noong una, and then hindi siya na sunod or hindi na, na ipalabas. Sinasabi nila ay dahil sa pandemia, kulang ng resources. Of course, no one really expected the pandemic, no? But we know na maaga pa lang into the presidency, sabi mo kanina, ang taasan ng mga patayan. And obviously, it will take a lot of resources kung kadoon karami yung gusto nilang investigahan eh what did they miss out sa pag fail nila sa pag pag start na maaga sa pag investiga ano yung parang denial ah sorry denial it's really denial Judas kasi first two to three years of the drug war that they denied that there were extrajudicial killings for so long they said that we should practice presumption of regularity for so long they said pagtiwalaan natin ng police pag sinabi ng police na tinutukan sila ng suspect let's believe them for so long that's the line and then suddenly in June 2020 shattered ang presumption of regularity the DOJ said okay we're going to take a second look at it so the reason why i don't want to say failure i don't want to preempt the result the reason why it's taking this long kasi alam mo Judith ang kaso pag naging cold parang one year of staleness one year of case being cold it has a significant impact on your case kasi witnesses could be killed. Witnesses could be harassed or threatened. Witnesses could go into hiding. Alam mo yun, hindi mo, tapos momentum is not there. The policeman who is involved in the in the killing may have been promoted or may have been transferred to be shielded from scrutiny. So, hindi nga natin alam kung yung 52 ba to, galing ba to sa 2018, 2017, 2019. We don't even know. So, The long time that they sat on these cases, denying that there were EJ case, claiming that yeah. policemen need to be believed with blind faith. This is what killed. Or, okay, fine, not killed to be fair. <laughs> this is what brought this review under such dark clouds of doubt. Parang, they did it to themselves. Kasi if they were really serious, they should have started this a long, long time ago. And balik tayo dun sa part na, if I remember correctly, when we repeatedly asked the copies of the report, sinabi lahi ng DOJ na this is a confidential memo to the president. We need approval of the president. Parang seems to me na 
they're operating in a very secretive gas. Sabi mo, walang transparency. Na parang yung reports sa ginagawa nila ay in the service of the president, the executive. Parang, is it counterproductive na nagkaroon yung ginagawa nila? Kasi, we know that the president is the chief, the main person behind the killings. Ano yung disadvantage or posibleng mangyari kung ganito yung sistema nila na sinasabi nila lagi na confidential memo to the president, yung reports nila? The lack of transparency goes both ways to this. If they're gonna keep it secretive, it protects them from the larger scheme of accountability. Because if they're gonna go all out, there's a risk na maraming masisilip. So, marami siguro tatamaan or masisilip, masisilip yung policy. Uh, and we know that the ICC now really has its eye on it. Kasi meron ng accusation yung prosecutor ng ICC that this seems to have been a policy of the government to kill and cover up for the killing. So, if they're gonna be totally out in the open about it, there's a higher risk na mas marami pang masisilip kaysa sa nasilip na. But if they're gonna be secretive about it, it also fuels doubts from the international community, including the ICC, and even the public, that whose votes they will be courting in 2022. Kasi wala naman talagang gusto na tinataguan ka ng informasyon, di ba? So, it goes both ways. Siguro, the game plan is to keep it as vague as possible to still maintain the kumbaga, the trappings that it's regular. Parang ganun. Still maintain the trappings that it's regular and any violation is not a policy but just, you know, the usual rotten apples. Kasi pag yeah. binipun mo yan lahat, policy talaga yun. Imagine if you open the case folders of 6,000 to 7,000 and then you find 5,000, isa lang yun nangyayari. That's really a policy. But if you open 50, and even if they're all invited, you say, oh, we have 50 rotten apples in a batch of, what, 10,000. That's not a policy. So non-transparency works for them in that instance. Pero in the bigger picture, is that really what justice is all about? Yeah. And I would ask you later kung tungkol sa ano ba talagang aim talaga ng panel na to with the context that we are in, no? Pero for my next question, siguro if you were part of the DOJ panel, and you have these reports. You have this reports with information of what you've discovered. Regardless kung malkonti pa yung data, how should they treat these reports? You as a media, ano yung para expect mo na gawin nila? Alam mo, naiintindihan ko naman yung national security implication kung i-out in the open mo. If they really want to protect national security, which I don't believe, and which the Supreme Court does not believe, FYI, in a resolution in April 2018, the Supreme Court said these do not constitute national security but again for the sake of argument it it really concerns national security they can redact diba? for the sake of the public they can redact some details some names even yung report the prosecutor fatal bensuda was redacted diba? just to take out things that could endanger someone's life they can redact at least we can see what's your basis for saying this diba? Parang, Lahat naman ng study, lahat ng examination, it needs to be open to scrutiny. We need to be able to scrutinize the methodology, the baseline data, kung ilan lang, ba? Kaya nga, you would appreciate talaga yung mga report ng mga NGO. Like, for example, Ideals. I cover Ideals. It's an alternative law group. They came out with a report that says uh, it, states, it's, it is state-sanctioned murder. Pero inaamin nila na they only have 300 cases to review. And they completely and honestly say, ito lang kasi yung kaya namin kunin eh. Dahil ang hirap-hirap kumuha ng data. And that's fine. That's what we're working with. But for the government kasi, 
hindi nila pwedeng sabihin, ay, 300 lang kasi yung pwede naming makuhang data. Yeah. Bakit? Eh, gobyerno yeah. kayo. Kasi, even the vigilante killings, di ba, Judes? Kahit sabihin natin, they haven't named a suspect. There has to be data. There has to be report. Because when a body drops dead on the street, police needs to come to the scene and write a report. Diba? And they will interview yeah. witnesses, they will interview families, may, 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 ano yan, may documentation dyan. So, the government cannot say, oh, sobrang limited ng data namin, 300 lang. Unless they did it properly document, like yeah. what, we did, what we found out in our investigation using the drug work documents that they submitted to the SC. Yeah, precisely. Yun lang nakita natin sa Supreme Court. Sobrang kulang ng documentation, um, redundant documentation, rubbish documentation. So, um, uh, the two speculation would be, may tinatago kayong document. Second, you did not document at all. Which, either way, it's a violation of protocol. Yeah. And I think, I, I know I didn't give you this question, pero is there a similar incident na a panel was made? to investigate something, and then the report was made confidential or were not fully released to the public. This is normal na, or sa other instances ba ay, they investigate and then they release the reports, their findings. Meron namang ganun talaga. Kasi kapag memo to the president, remember nag-memo ang DOEJ ng constitutionality ng anti-terror law before the president signed it into law. Um, it's really an executive... Some documents are really executive privilege because that would maintain candor on the part of the person writing the memo. Kasi if you know that it will be released to the public, baka you can't be completely honest and candid in the report. So... May mga memo talaga to the president that is executive privilege. However, in my personal opinion, the drug war is the campaign of the president. 20,000 people have died. It is under investigation by the International Criminal Court. They are asking for people's votes in 2022. I don't think this is privileged information. I think we have come to the point that Filipinos deserve to know what happened. Kahit na, okay, hindi na lang Pilipino eh, not just you and I. Families, di ba? Kung namatayan ka ng anak mo, ng tatay mo, ng nanay mo, the least aspect of justice that you deserve is to know what happened. Parang si a semblance of transparency. Pero yung, grabe, wala ka na ang suspect, walang indictment, tapos pinagtataguan ka pa ng report ni hindi mo alam kung kasama ka sa 52, kung kasama yung kamag-anak mo sa 52. Parang grabe namang kawalan ng justicia yun. Yeah. And next question ko, favorite ko sa mga questions ko for today. The ICC pretrial chamber nga said na it appears na killing is state policy in the Philippines. And the head of state is President Duterte. Siya yung nagkakondak kung ano yung mga dapat gawin, di ba, in the government. But it seems that the DOJ investigation is at the mercy of his whims nga, di ba? Kasi nga, ang context nito ay confidential memo ang report sa kanya. Kailangan may approval niya bawat galaw. Kasi nga, of course, it's an executive body. Ang DOJ ay part ng executive Given this context, hindi ba possible na piecemeal lang yung justice na may bibigay? Lalo na yung mga mapakanan ng drug wars sa Duterte. Ano ba talaga yung as may question said kanina, para saan ba talaga itong DOJ panel? Hindi, para ba to sa mga libo-libong biktima or para lang to masabi na may ginagawa sila? Kasi ang pinupunto ng mga human rights groups kaya gusto nang investigahan ng mapatayan ay ipakita ang System-wide ito, ipakita na there is a grand mechanism behind these drug war killings. And kita natin na hindi pa tinatapos, hindi pa tinitigil ang drug war, patuloy pa rin siya. Marami pang pulis ang hindi na sususpend. At eventually, si Duterte hindi pa sinasabi na 
hindi pa ina-admit, hindi pa ina-acknowledge na may mali siyang ginawa sa drug war na to. So, in a bigger scene, ano ba silbi ng panel na to talaga? Alam mo, in an ideal world, if they did it right, this review panel could have been, uh, you know, a very significant part of accountability, whether or not it will entice the Duterte government. Kasi it was such a good promise. Diba? Parang hindi naman natin pwedeng i-dismiss or i-undermine an effort of an executive agency such as the DOJ. Parang sige, ibibigay natin na nga kayo that you will review. But the thing is, those promises do not seem to be bearing fruit. Kasi ang tagal. Sobrang tagal, diba? Parang may continuous trial nga na rule, eh, diba? Parang within six months, dapat ang isang drug case tapos na sa trial. Yet, the investigation, not even prosecution, first level of investigation is taking this long. Hindi lang posibleng piecemeal. Definitely piecemeal. Math pa lang, Judes, 52 out of 6,000 or 7,000, that's piecemeal. Tapos yung incremental information, that's piecemeal. And the very slow and protracted process. That is also very piecemeal. Pero, alam mo, siguro may bias din ako towards prosecutors because I cover them, no? Parang nanuwala ako to some extent that there are really good people in government who want to see justice. But hindi mo pwedeng ibase sa belief mo sa sistema. Parang hindi mo pwedeng ibase lang all on your belief on some people in the government. You need to base it on the results that you're seeing. And the reality is, there is no result that we're seeing. So, di ba? As much as it pains us all to admit that, oh, nakamulakang walang mukhin siya. Eh, ito yung nakikita natin eh. It's what's right in front of our faces. Yeah. So, for you, ano dapat yung keep your priorities ng drug war panel ngayon? Ano yung gusto mo makita nilang gawin in the next week or even days? Kasi we know na medyo times the essence itong investigation na to. Lalo na mag-election na. Ano dapat ilang priority ngayon? Number one, open it to the CHR. Kasi makakatulong talaga yung CHR sa transparency, even the expediting of the investigation. Kasi diba, CHR knows what to do. But diba, aside from that, bukod sa i-open nila sa CHR, they really need to fast-track the investigation. And at the very least, if they can't fast-track the investigation, at least be completely honest. Kasi I think at this point, di ba, Judes, nakakakausap nga tayo ng mga relative, ng mga namatayan, lalo na yung mga pinatay ng vigilante. Halos, alam mo, they have such a sorrowful resolve na hindi na ma- to solve ever yung kanilang pagkamatay ng kanilang mahal sa buhay kasi wala silang suspect eh. Kasi riding in tandem, pinatay, tumakbo, wala silang suspect. So, parang tinanggap na lang nilang walang mangyayari. The least yeah. you can offer that grieving wife or that grieving child is honesty. Hindi yung papaasahin ka na may ginagawa kami but really there's nothing being done. So, di ba, parang if Filipino people or the families of these victims cannot know the truth because they have no documentation, you let it pass, you let it get cold, at least be honest to them because that's what a good government does. Yeah. And for my last question, what's the worst case scenario na isip mo na mangyari if babagal-bagal pa rin sila itong panel na to? You know, I think to this, yung mga victims or at least the people that we've talked to do not really have, wala na hindi sila umaasa sa domestic domesticism, which is why, according to the representation report of the ICC, victims favor an ICC investigation because for them, it's a more reputable process. It's a process that offers more likelihood of justice, 
kung hindi man reparation, at least honesty, truth, and, you know, getting their stories told in an international level, in a national level. Yung hindi i-deny na pinatay yung kamag-anak nila, hindi i-deny na may nangyaring masama, hindi i-regard yung mga drug addicts or drug suspects as not part of humanity, as Secretary Aguirre once put it. So I think the victims, or at least the people we talk to, they've completely dismissed the DOJ review panel. So, yeah. the worst-case scenario for them for this panel is over. Hindi na sila naniniwala. But, of course, diba? again, sabi ko nga, I, I always have a bias for the justice system. I would want to see it work. I think lahat ng Pilipino needs to, needs to have, hindi naman hope, pero we all should want the domestic justice system to work. Yeah. So, so diba? Gusto natin yung mangyari. So, Ako, parang they have on they have before the elections because when we change presidents that's another discussion and conversation altogether but they have how many months parang less than a year less than a year to go and it would be the legacy of secretary Guevara also who enjoys by and large a good reputation in the legal community diba pati yung mga opposition so yung legacy niya nandito din eh. so i i guess what i'm wishing for is for the prosecutors of the DOJ. For the, kasi the DOJ takes pride that na-rebrand nila yung sarili nila. Yeah. DOJ takes pride that, again, parang, that they restored respect to the institution. Well, that's debatable. Depends who you ask. But <laughs> they, they take pride in that. So para sa akin, ito na, this is the stretch down the line. It's their legacies on the line. So, uh, I'm wishing and I'm hoping for a more proactive and um, a review that will show um, concrete results. And if they can show concrete results, honestly. What are the chances, chances that, will, that will happen? Mahirap. <laughs> <laughs> Siguro, ano na lang, pasagutin ko na lang siya ng challenge. Kung nanonood yes. man sila ngayon. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure that they would want to finish their terms on a good note and keep true to their word that, respect is once again restored to the great institution that is the Department of Justice. So, challenge is up to them. Yeah, that's a good parting word, Lian, no? Na it's a call to action, but not to the public, but to the judiciary, to the to Justice, Justice Secretary Minardo Guevara. Na I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll get hold of this interview, we'll know what have you what you said in this 45-minute interview. <laughs> so, abangan natin kung ano yung next steps nila, no? And, so yun, maraming salamat, Lian, for joining me today and for explaining to us yung mga nangyayari ngayon sa drug war panel. Kasi ang daming, ang daming ang, kasi election season na, ang daming nangyayari, madami noise, madami election noise. And we didn't want naman na matakpan or masapawal itong investigasyon ng drug war panel. So, next time na may, na may updates, I will invite you again and I'll see you again. And I hope you, you, you answer more questions from us. Sana meron na tayong more answers to offer. Please. Thank you, Jadeth, and apologies for the technical difficulties. Yes. And for our viewers, if you want to take part in our discussions outside of this episode, you can join our Facebook groups. If you want to talk about elections, you can join Facebook page vote. You can check the link in our screen. And then if you want a general Facebook group that we can talk anything about the Philippines, about the issues that plague the nation, or even global issues, you can join the Rappler Room. So you can send their story ideas or comments about our stories or comments about our situation in general. So if you want naman exclusive content and events, pwede kang sumali sa Rappler Plus. Hanapin nyo na lang yun. Hindi nyo link sa screen natin. And of course, 
we can't do this show, this episode without. If you want to support Trapper Journalism, please donate to our fund. And then sa screen yung link natin. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, wag kalimutan na follow ang Rapper and News Race sa Facebook, patanarin sa Twitter. Kung gusto mo lang access to exclusive content and events, pwede ka sumali sa Rapper Plus. Kung meron ka namang gusto na topic that you think we should discuss in our podcast, pwede ka mag-email sa investigative at rapper.com. Again, I'm Jules Gavilan, and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. If you enjoyed this podcast, help us continue to do what we do by contributing to Rappler. You can support us by making a donation of any amount through rplr.co slash supportrappler. That's rplr.co slash supportrappler. Or click on the link in the description. Your donation directly supports fearless, independent journalism in the Philippines.